of accomplishments is no small feat. He is labeled as a Christian encourager, a nationally celebrated author, an international speaker, and is the CEO of CM Lee Jr. Company. He is also a decorated war veteran serving 10 years with the United States Air Force with his last assignment being a flight surgeon flying the T-38 and U-2 airframes at Bill Air Force Base in California. He is also a former student athlete, a pretty good ball player if I do say so myself, holding degrees in biology, medicine, and business. He is also an author, with his latest book being Persist. He is a noted columnist for several publications featured in Live Happy Magazine, Black Fitness Today, and Essence Magazine. He has made regular appearances on ABC, CBS, and Fox stations, and was recently named Top 40 Under 40 by Sacramento Business Journal and Drexel University. On top of all of this, he is the devoted husband and a father of five. Please tune in with me as we discuss finding purpose through pain and persistence with Dr. Clarence Lee. Dr. Lee, thanks for coming on the show today. Appreciate you stopping in and, and chatting with us. I'm pumped, man. Thanks for having me. Um, looking to add a, add a bunch of value, man. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So if you guys don't know Dr. Lee already, there's nothing that this guy hasn't done, in my opinion. The list goes on and on. And so I'm super excited to be able to have a little bit of his time today. Like I, got, like I mentioned last week and the week before that, we are currently in a state of quarantine. So my audio is being recorded through phone calls. So I know a couple of you guys have mentioned, hey, sounds like you guys are interviewing through phone calls. And that's exactly what we're doing. We're practicing social distance as we speak. So just want to give a heads up. But want to dive straight in. Dr. Lee, I mean, your resume goes on and on. All the things that you currently are doing and you have a family um, how, how do you do it all? How do you balance everything that you're doing right now? Oh, man, that's a, that's a, that's a big question. Um, well, I don't know if I would necessarily use the word balance, mm-hmm. um, but what I, what, I, what I do do um, and the advice that I give when it comes to, to, to juggling multiple things is being really clear on my priorities. Okay. And so I, if, if I'm really clear on why I'm doing things, it's easy for me to fit that in my priority list. So for right now, for, for me, uh, my family is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And so I prioritize my family things. And then from there, you negotiate the time that you need to do other things. So I know that I need time to, to run my business. Like I have an online business. You know, I've got a coaching practice. So I, I know I need time to do coaching calls. I know I need time to build out funnels online. Okay, what does that look like? When can I negotiate that time? Mm-hmm. I practice medicine. Okay, so how, what's my patient? Mm-hmm. You know, how many days do I see patients versus how many days do I go into my go into my office and work on uh, online stuff? Yeah. So I've got, I've got my kids. Yeah. And my daughter is, is involved in, in competitive um, dance. So I, I, I made, she, she, she's doing a competition almost every weekend. So I know I can't make it all the weekends, but let me negotiate which ones that I can make it to. So yeah. I make sure those are in the schedule. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, long story short, at the end of the day, everything that I do is scheduled. <laughs> gotcha. So, you know, I just try to make sure that the priorities are put in there first. 
and I fit everything else around. Because, okay. you know, what I learned, uh, you know, before I got to my kind of priority focus was, you know, you don't have priorities, things, uh, <laughs> you work too much, basically. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have your priorities in your calendar, you'll find yourself working all the time, and then uh, when they really matter, you can put them on the back burner. So I'm trying to be intentional with not letting that happen. Wow, that's so good. And the aspect of you prioritizing your schedule, I think that, um, and personally talking to you, you've also done a great job in prioritizing your goals in life. Um, if we talk about your background and taking the steps that you've taken to get to this point where you are today, how would you say that you prioritize goals in life considering all that you've, you've accomplished? Um, the first thing I'd probably say is, I have made a lot of headway in specific areas by doing one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And the way that the, the way I say that is, you know, when when I was in medical school, pretty much all I did was do medical school. All I did was study and focus on making sure that I got the mastery of the material so that when I came out to practice medicine that I would be competent in my field. Okay. Right? So I always encourage people you don't have to do just one thing. You can do a lot of things, but just do them one at a time. Okay. So I think what slows a lot of people down is they have a lot of dreams, they have a lot of vision, they have a lot of stuff they want to do, but they try to do it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is you make a little bit of progress in a bunch of areas, but you don't make a lot of progress in any area. Wow. So after a long period of time, you can have a little, little step here, a little step here, a little step here, but you haven't made 10 or 20 steps in one direction. Gotcha. So I'm all about we're multi-talented. You can do a lot of stuff. You can bring a lot of value to the world in a lot of different ways. You don't just have to be in one specific thing, mm-hmm. but just do them one at a time. So when I was writing my book, all I was doing was writing my book. When I was building my business, all I was doing was building a business. So, it's, it, you know, it's like one thing at a time, but I've never taken things off the plate. It's just what is the number one party right now? Okay, knock that out. Once that wall is knocked down, I have to say that I'm guilty in that aspect of experiencing taking those baby steps in every which direction, but that progress isn't necessarily headed in one direction. So I think that's applicable to a lot of people's life who say, hey, I'm I'm putting my, you know, my feet are in all different types of ponds, but there's not necessarily growth in one direction. And what you're saying is essentially put that focus into one area at a time, not saying that you can't do everything, but making sure that you are completely focused on that one goal, accomplishing that, and then moving on to the next. You know, say you're trying to make an online course or something, right? You yeah. want to bring your full capacity, you want to have your full mental energy going into that one task opposed to, you know, doing a little bit and then going and taking, you know, <laughs> trying to do something else and then taking a little break and doing something else. Um, it hurts your performance. Right. It hurts your performance. Uh-huh. Uh, but when you're, when you're able to have a single focus, um, you know, that's when you're able to make a bunch of strides. And so then after 20-something years of, you know, focusing on one thing at a time, now you've accomplished several things, and people are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you did this, you did this, you did this. It, it, it seems like, you know, you, you're doing a bunch of stuff. But for me, it's like, no, I didn't write both of my books at the same time. Mm-hmm. I wrote one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, briefly was you know, in the pursuit of accomplishing your goals. And now that we've gotten out the way that it takes you focusing on that one task at a time, 
Uh, I think a lot of times people either get frustrated with themselves or with obstacles that come and you trying to accomplish that one specific goal um, or task that they're working on. And that's why they may divert to another path or another task that they're working on. The interesting thing was, you know, that was something in my personal life that I wanted to work on. And so I, I attended your Persist Institute uh, last year. I can't remember if it was in the fall or the summer. And um, one of the things that uh, was brought up was, you know, your direction uh, helps you in pursuing your purpose and understanding your purpose. And your purpose is uh, driven by your pain points, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, And so I'm I'm referring back to also a quote in your book, Persist. Uh, There's a quote in there that says, this persistence is based on you first identifying or reconnecting with your purpose in life. We are not called to persist in accomplishing the goals others have set before us. And so I think a lot of times we have this pressure on us to want to make it to that end goal. Maybe we have family, maybe we have, you know, uh, bosses or uh, other people in life saying this is where you should be. And that's why you get so confused on the direction where you want to go. But you're saying in, in, in actuality, it's that persistence in that one particular task that you're working on that gets you to your ultimate destination. So could you uh, speak a little bit more about that point in saying our purpose is driven by our pain? I do think people get distracted by obstacles. Mm-hmm. And when, when the obstacle distracts them from their path, their obstacle presents themselves in the path. Yeah. And so what I'm talking about, I'm talking about making sure that what you're pursuing is in your lane or aligned with your purpose and uh, aligned with your purpose and what you feel like you're tend to do. That allows you then to see the reasoning behind why you want to continue through that obstacle. Hmm. And when, when you're trying to continue through an obstacle, you need a lot of fuel. You need a lot of gas because that, it's an obstacle. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, Yeah. I'm serious about what I'm doing. 
I'm doing at this point, and it, it, and, it, and, it and, and on a lot of different levels. But it's because of I, I had that pain, mm-hmm. and I knew what that was like. So when you talk about dedication to making something work, or you're talking about spending time with your kids, or even having the ability to spend time with your kids, I have pain and not having, having, not even having the opportunity to do that. Yeah. So now I'm seeing things from a whole different level. Yeah. I'm seeing the opportunity from a different level. Wow. And so that's what I'm talking about when I say when you have pain. When you have pain, you have a lot of fuel, you have a lot of resolve in that area. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to keep pushing. Wow. That's amazing in the aspect that the pain is the fuel. It also allows you to be able to utilize your pain in a transparent way that is purposeful when you tell it. So like you telling your experience in failed marriage or your experiences in, in medical school and having focus only on medical school and not being able to do multiple things, that is a real perspective that people need to hear in order to be like, okay, that hurt, that was a bad experience, that was tough, but it's actually what's pushing me forward in order to get to where I need to go. And I think a lot of times people just see the end result, but they don't necessarily know the, the steps that it took to get there. I love how you uh, were transparent about that and just shared, you know, hey, this is what actually happened. This is what motivated me. And this is where I'm at today. And I'm able to tell that story and don't have to hide that. I believe that I'm on this earth to encourage people. Mm -hmm. I believe that gift was given to me from God. And so I'm an encourager. And you say, well, how did I become an encourager? Well, when I was younger, I got discouraged a lot. Yeah. So I got to see and feel the pain of discouragement. Wow. And now I'm so far on the other side of like, I'm going to encourage people. I'm so dedicated and focused on encouraging people Mm -hmm. because I got to see what discouragement does in a person's life. So, you know, I'm of the viewpoint that, you know, every situation, every down moment, every downturn, every failure, there's intention in that. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it for the intention and you realize it gives you gas and fuel in, in the future, right, you're able to see that experience and say, okay, this was for my good. How is it for my good? Okay, now I, I got a lot of passion in this area. Yeah. Right? I don't want to see any other kid discouraged. Yep. So myself, well, I'm going to go out and seek opportunities to get in front of children to encourage them. Right. You see where I'm coming from? Yep, exactly. And that leads me to my next point in uh, multiple conversations that me and Dr. Lee have had. We've discussed mentorship opportunities in San Diego. And one of the things that we try to do is help the students overcome their specific obstacles. So they may have faced some of the same discouragements that Dr. Lee has or myself. And now that our pain is motivating and pushing us uh, towards our purpose, it is now uh, my specific purpose to be able to say, hey, let me bring somebody like Dr. Lee who has these experiences um, to speak to you guys on pain points that maybe that maybe the kids are dealing with at this point in time in life. And so in his book, uh, Persist, uh, How to Beat the Things That Make Us Quit, uh, there were a few chapters that I wanted to point out, and they appeared to be obstacles that I think you addressed uh, very well in the book. One of them being time, another fear, self-doubt. Um, these are all obstacles. Money. These are all obstacles that I think uh, today's youth face in trying to reach their goals. Um, some of them may be getting discouraged from family members or friends saying that they can never be this or they can never do that. Uh, what's your perspective from a youth standpoint on how to address 
um, those obstacles at that age, a middle school, high school age. You are capable. You have that capacity. Yeah. Because if I can get you to understand and believe that you are capable and you have the capacity, if that is the foundational thought, um, if that's the foundational thought, then when an obstacle presents itself, when uh, you know someone presents an idea that is counter to the truth is that I'm capable. When somebody presents something that says I'm not capable and you can't do that, mm-hmm. like, I see it as not true and I don't identify with it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going off some psychology only for a second, but it has to be, the belief has to be there that you are capable and you have the capacity to do it. Right. So, you know, you're, you know what you're able to do, and the reason why I say that, I'm really passionate about this. The reason why I say that is because everybody doesn't have the same dream. Hmm. The reason why I'm convinced is that when you have a dream, when you have a passion, when you have something that you want to go after, that is individual. I feel like that is a God-breathed thing because everybody doesn't want the same thing. Yeah. And the reason why I, 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 I say that is like you, give, you, can get, you say to one person, you can get any house you want, any house. You guys say to another person, you can get any house you want. You can put everything in it. You can get any house you want. You can put anything in it. The houses will never be the same. Hmm. Because each person is an individual and they have wants and desires that are different, which are unique to them. Yeah. Same thing in the value that you want to bring to the world. Same thing in what you want to do with your life. It's very unique. So if I'm coming into your life and I'm speaking, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm speaking to your life something that is counter to the dream and the vision that God has given you, yeah, you got to see it for what it is. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, so I, I would say the first thing for you, is that's what we need to do, and that's the type of work that I do, is to encourage children to let them know, encourage, put courage in them. Yeah. That they have what it takes and they are capable. And well. so if I can encourage them enough, build them up inside enough, as they come against obstacles that the... The thought will not be, this obstacle is here to stop me. This obstacle will succeed. The, the thought will be, I have an obstacle. Mm-hmm. How am I going to address it? Wow. How am I going to get around it? Wow. Uh, out of respect for time, I did have one last question. You don't strike me as somebody who has regrets, but if you could go back, is there anything that you wish that you could do over or that you would give advice for somebody who may be considering the same path that you have taken and would, would give to your younger self? One of the things that I wish I had done differently was my, my basketball career. Yeah. So I was the type of person that I leaned a lot on my talent. I leaned a lot on my inherent ability. And I did it to a default of it sometimes where I didn't have the work ethic that would allow me to advance. Hmm. I leaned on my natural talents. I didn't work yep. as hard as I should have. And so as a, as a result, people that didn't have as much natural talent, they weren't as talented. Mm-hmm. They ended up going further because they had more work ethic. Their work ethic yep. was at a higher level than mine. And so if I had to go back over again, I wish I had have understood how hard I had to work earlier in life. I didn't realize that until, you know, my, my basketball, you know, time was over. Yeah. And, and then I started realizing how much energy I had to do to be a success at anything. Man. To be at the top of anything, how hard it was going to be. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I, I would say to the young 
person, your work ethic hmm. will trump any talent, anything that you are looking at somebody else saying, man, I wish I had that. You can outwork 99.9% of the people on this earth. I know that. Yep. Because, and, and, you know, when it comes to my academic success, it's all academia. You've been very successful. I, I, I wouldn't call myself smart. What I would call myself is that I'm going to read this seven times until I get it. <laughs> That's it. Yep. That's it. Once, once I was like, no, like I didn't get it after three times. I'm going to read it five or six times. Mm-hmm. Well, I read it five or six times. I know what I'm doing now. Yep. You know, so um, yeah, so that would be the one thing from you know from my past. I said, man, I was watching that, I'm watching that basketball, and man, I was wishing that, man, I had this. This is what I have now. Yeah, I wish I had that when I was you know 16, 17. Because Jordan had it when he was very young. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and 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 so he put that sort of work out there. So yeah, I would say that would be the one piece of you know lining up my work ethic as you were speaking I'm like thinking back to my high school days I'm like man speaking truth right there so I've seen Dr. Lee post videos of him shooting so none of you guys want to face Dr. Lee on the court or anywhere else for that matter cause he, he can shoot he can shoot I'm so. gonna go hard <laughs> yeah a certified bucket a certified bucket but Dr. Lee thank you so much I appreciate you uh, stopping by with us and sharing your insight any last message that you want to get out to the audience? Yeah, just thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you know, obviously, if I can help kind of spread this message, I will. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I guess if there was one kind of last little closing thought, I'm not going to say this a lot, but, you know, um, I, I, everybody that's listening to this, you know, stay, stay dedicated to dreaming big. And if you continue to dream big, just understand, hey, there's going to be stuff that come up, comes up. Mm-hmm. Dream big and don't give up too early. I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode on Breaking the Mold, and we'll see you next time.